I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Howdy, and welcome to the best bits of Wikishuffle. I'm Jack, your host. Uh, Chris and Phil are not here, I'm afraid. Um, Chris is fine, he's, he's doing really well. Phil went into that, that room right at the back of a games workshop about two years ago, and we haven't seen him since. Um, if you do hear anything, please do alert the authorities. So I've picked my best bits of Wikishuffle. Whether they are the actual best bits or not, I don't know. Like I said, Chris and Phil have not had any input into this whatsoever. They don't even know I'm doing it. Um, so it's as much a surprise to them as it is to you. Um, but I thought it was a bit sad leaving the, the feed empty uh, for so long. It has been well over two years, I think. So just to give you an update, we um, have tried to record quite a few times now. Three times, in fact. Uh, the first time the record, the, the audio was terrible. We had to just scrap it. Um, second time, the equipment just wouldn't work for us. And the third time, Phil's asshole cat um, really flared up my cat allergy. Um, and I had to vacate. So we may try again in the future. I don't know. Honestly, it's mostly on Phil. Uh, me and Chris are up for it. I think the best thing to do if you do want to see Wikishuffle make a return is to tweet P.E. Shaman, that's Papa Echo Shaman, um, with your pleas and demands and threats. Um, so what comes next is a selection of clips from Wikishuffle. Um, if you're the first time listener, they may not make any sense, and in fact I will pop up now and again being present Jack as opposed to past Jack and um, give you some context for some of the clips that come up. So yeah, I do hope you're all well. And here we go. Here are some of the best bits of Wikishuffle. Um, how many trees have you seen, Chris? What, in my lifetime? Yeah. Oh, at least like 200 and odd. 200 Well, I don't see odd. them every day. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do. Nah. No, no actually, you know... You we live mean, in a town. Do you mean different trees then? Like 200 different trees in your, in your whole no, life? just general trees. Just general trees. Well, that's, that's... Well, how many trees have you seen today? Hundreds. You haven't. <laughs> Absolutely. You haven't. Hundreds. How is that possible? How many trees do you think there are? From Corby. I'm not looking at them. No, but you've seen them. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> I didn't ask how many trees you've looked at. You've, you've documented. Yeah, you have to, if I look directly at it. That In your Jotter's book of yeah. trees. So you think you've only looked directly at 200 <laughs> trees? Yeah. And then being able, you'd have to be able to go, right, tree. What are you ticking? What's that? What are you marking off there in your tree book? Things I've seen today. (laughs) I am right. What do you mean you're right? I'm just right. (laughs) You're right Um, how? In what way are you right? Well, what's your definition of seen? 
when 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 my eyes yeah. see something. No, yeah, when, when something when fits into your field of it. No, 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 that's, that's not. It's not how many trees have you examined? I'm not yeah. saying that much detail. It's like I'm not bumped into. I've seen that one. Oh, that. But so, if there's a tree going past and I'm in a car, I haven't seen it. But you, you have, have seen it. It's just been. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, but it's the been it's somewhere. Just been. But it's been somewhere that you can see it. <laughs> Therefore, you've seen it. If it's in your eye line, you've seen it. Well, then I've seen a lot more than two hundred. Then I would agree. Uh, yeah, definitely. Right, well, I'm glad we solved that mystery. But, you... <laughs> 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 but you've only seen two hundred. You've only looked at. 200. I've only looked at two hundred. I've probably seen at least double. Today's episode's a mess. That looks Ooh, funny that? part of the brain? What's the part of the brain that processes... Just, just say your funny bone, you freak. My elbow? That's just what people say. Though, your hippocampus. It? Hippocampus. What did I say? Hypo, hypocompus or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's hypocompus more than it's hippocampus. I think it's hippocampus. Hippo university. <laughs> 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 Hippos don't go to university, Chris. Oh, that might have just been a How short many story times? there, bro. <laughs> okay, dying from laughter. Anyway, something let's... our listeners are definitely not doing right now. <laughs> definitely not. Death from laughter refers to a rare instance of death, usually <laughs> resulting from cardiac arrest or asphyxiation caused by a fit of laughter. I've read that bit once, but it's been a while, so I thought it was worth a recap. Hippocampus is really good. <laughs> <laughs> No, Chris is looking like he might die from because he said hippocampus. What do you mean? It just sounds good. It just sounds like a good plot. (laughs) (laughs) I've not not seen him laugh like that for years. Just because of hippocampus. I don't know. It's not even slightly funny. (laughs) Little diplomas. What would their degrees be in? <laughs> Water skiing and stuff. Water skiing. <laughs> 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 <sighs> are you okay? Yeah, yeah, it's good. You are actually completely correct. It is hippocampus. That is the correct term. You've, you've used it right. I mean, you've, you've put a slant on it of the hippo university, which isn't what's intended, but the hippocampus is the elongated ridges of the floor of each lateral ventricle of the brain thought to be the centre of emotion, memory, and the autonomic nervous system. There you go. It's a clever, clever title for a funny, funny story. <laughs> you actually cried then. <laughs> I don't know what happens. I don't think I've ever seen you cry. Well, you know, I like animals with jobs. I like them learning to get their jobs. <laughs> As well. They've got a better chance for employment with <laughs> <Yeah>. that degree. <laughs> All right, it's fine. You sure? Yeah, I'll get for it. I have All to right. write that down, though. St- <laughs> for what? What possible so you, use? You can do something with it. No, you can't. Yes, you can. What? I've just told you. Hippo campus. <laughs> no, I heard it. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Just, like, make a short... A short film. You're not going to make a short <laughs> film about hippos going to university. Good, it's not going to happen. All right, well, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I'll look forward to that one. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, he will. I want an update next week. Yeah, I want well, you to flesh you out. You've got. I think you've got the beginnings of an idea there. Yeah. I want you to. Not, I want, yeah. You've got nothing other than that word. There's nothing behind that whatsoever. It's I just want you a to, load of hippos at uni, and there's nothing else. I want you to flesh that out this time next week. I want an right. update on some ideas of what's going to happen in your hippocampus story. It'll be like story. skins. It'll be like <laughs> skins. It'll not be like skins. So they're, they're all going to be doing coke and partying all night. I haven't got that far in the plot. <laughs> this time next week though I want more this is brainstorming so carry on with your article and I'll get cracking he's actually writing something <laughs> down on his computer he's actually writing hippocampus on his laptop <laughs> as if he's going to do something with hippocampus it hippocampus question mark talking about David Bowie I think (laughs) (laughs) we promised to not talk about David Mm. Bowie death may result from several pathologies that deviate from benign laughter infarction that's a fun word to say infarction of the pons and medulla oblongata in the brain may cause pathological laughter is that the bit of the brain yeah (laughs) medulla oblongata can't do anything with that nothing (laughs) no Oblong. It's pretty funny, isn't it, Chris? Don't, I've got too much on. Okay. <laughs> or oblongator could be oh, an alligator oh, friend. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Medulla the Is oblongator. He, the oblongator is going to come and visit. Yeah, uh-huh. the brain, animals, university, thinking. It's a gold mine. It's a conceptual Fun. gold mine. It is. Oh. It's just Hollywood. Like <laughs> Fuck this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be like Joe Cornish going off to Hollywood. Same same thing. <laughs> Me and Phil are going to be the Adam Bucks that's left behind to fend for ourselves. Or I've you got go Angelina and Jolie in Hippocampus yeah, too. You go and hang out at Steven Spielberg's house. Let's finish this article because this is our worst episode ever. I've ruined this. It's because you're sad all the time. I'm a bit sad. Yeah. Think about hippos at university. I'll send you an early script. You, oh my, you're going to do this, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of tempted to go in on this project, if you don't mind. Fine. <laughs> what are you talking what? about? You, uh, it's not a good idea. campus. <laughs> Shut up. What's yeah. happened? How, Is uh, it Stockholm Syndrome? Maybe. <laughs> it's a good idea. You can't have gone from thinking that's ridiculous to suddenly thinking, actually. No, I still think it's ridiculous, but there's there's gold in ridicule, surely. Especially now we've got a second... We've fleshed this out with a secondary there's character. A secondary character. In Medula. Oh, like skin. The Oblongator. <laughs> what what is that? It's an alligator that's an oblong. He's yeah. like he's he's one of the. They're teacher. all pretty much ob- he's oblongs not, anyway. He's one of the more got a very short tail, so oblonger than normal for an alligator. Good, oblonger. Good. Yeah. I think it's a she. Medulla, that's a girl's name anyway. So it's a, it's a lady gator. Should we have a look at some historical deaths attributed to laughter? Mm-hmm. Maybe steer this ship back. back towards the coast a little bit. Historical deaths attributed to laughter. Zeuxis, a 5th century BC Greek painter, is said to have died laughing at the humorous way he painted the goddess Aphrodite after the old woman who commissioned it insisted on modelling for the portrait. Is that me? (laughs) (laughs) If so, yeah, so he's doing it and she's sitting there modelling and he's just... Pissed himself. <laughs> I, I'd be a bit like that. Is rude. Oh. That is rude. <laughs> Her body was 
that bad. He dropped that dead. He died. And then he would, she would have had to get up and put her clothes back on and go. Why have we all assumed <laughs> that she's naked? Ah, <laughs> oh, Greeks. We're always naked. We've yeah, definitely he painted her in his Greek. Come on. Yeah. Like you, Aphrodite. I do not think so. <laughs> <laughs> One ancient account of the death of Chrysippus. <laughs> <laughs> Do not even think about telling others there's there's a platypus named Chris. Because I'm not having it. I'm not having it. good, though. So many good words. There's so many good words. (laughs) Thanks, Susie Dent. Time for an ad break. (laughs) Or maybe I'll go racist. Uh, of course I know it. It's a... Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of you and the things you do to me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> now I'm living in ecstasy. Stop it. I'm thinking of you. So turn it off. That's weird. I like that. That's good. That's so weird. He was looking right at me and he wasn't blinking. I'm thinking of you. That's good. At least we don't have Donald Trump running for presidency here. Is that still happening? Yeah, that's happening. That's actually happening. It's going to be a Clinton, a Bush, or a Trump in the White House. President Trump. President Trump. Sounds like a kids' TV character. <laughs> President Trump. <laughs> the white, the flag will go up over the White House. He's, he's too preposterous a character to expect children to believe but it. But so is Boris Johnson. Maybe the monarchy's all right, actually. <laughs> On reflection, given that people can't be trusted with their votes, right. maybe we ought to just have some have it decided in advance. Yeah, yeah. The, the system seems okay. Actually, I've changed my mind. That brilliant picture of Boris Johnson, which everyone remembers, and it's ingrained in our brain. And we're on that zip line with his two little flags mm-hmm. <laughs> and his legs sticking out. I can't get it out of my head. It's the best picture. It's probably my favourite picture. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You did a mental review of all the pictures you've ever seen and that one came out top. That's good. Hello, it's Present Jack again. Um, I do hope you enjoyed that biting satire. Uh, what, what childish, gleeful, innocent times we had before Donald Trump and before Boris Johnson. Uh, vote Labour on the 12th. And the next clip you will hear is our good pal Keith, who came on um, specific, almost, well, we didn't realise at the time, but yeah, pretty much specifically to humiliate me as much as he humanly could. So the main thing is you have been on Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces podcast. Yes. As something of a Scroobius Pip mega fan. Yes. Um, and we want all of his listeners. I'm not sure I mean, that's going to happen. I, yeah, I we think want... it probably will. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Mm. Hello, Scroobius Pip fans. And hi, Scroobius. Yeah. Pip. I don't how do you address? You probably don't need to differentiate. I can't imagine there's that many Scrooby eye listening. <laughs> how do you address? Uh, I Mr. address Pip? him as Scroob. Is it Scroob? Yeah. I'd go with Mr. Pip. Sounds like something from a Dickens novel. It's far more formal. <laughs> it is. Did you go straight in with Scroob? Yeah, you're right, Scroob. I can never go straight in with Scroob. That's one of the rules. Never go straight in with Scroob. That's one of the main rules of life. I feel like after this discussion, I've regressed and I'm going to have to go back to Mr. Pip. I won't talk to me again. So, Scroobius Pip. You've obviously met him quite a few times now. Yes. 
Is he basically the nicest guy on the planet? Yes, he's absolutely lovely. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> he's an absolute diamond. And he's one of these people that is just sickeningly cool and makes it look entirely effortless. He's good at all the things that I like in the world and it is frustrating. Cross-stitching. Uh, apart from cross-stitching. Well yeah, in your face, Pip. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was your podcast debut. It was. In front of... How many people at the Leicester Square Theatre? Uh, a theatre's full. Okay. Capacity so, uh, Leicester Square. It's such a nice venue there as well, isn't it's it? Nice. It's beautiful. really lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's an intimate venue, but for a podcast it would seem terrifying, terrifying especially <laughs> if it was your first podcast It was appearance. pretty intimidating, yeah. So we're not, we're not just hoovering up Scroobius Pip's leftover guests, are we? We're not just that, doing that. that. Doing. Well, that's, that is kind of what we're doing, but we're not just doing that because we did have a connection with Keith Pryor. Uh, me and Keith posted on the same internet forum. Keith was Keith was the big cheese. He big was the cheese. guy that everyone looked up to. Oh, yeah. Um, still do. Yeah, still do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. You haven't been through my post history, have you? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> This is what we want. Can I just preface this by saying I went through my post history on that forum recently. (laughs) Did you? I was like 16. I know. I just made it up to to look cool. Yeah. Um, Like you did with all of these things. Oh my God. Oh, there's so many. (laughs) Settle in, listeners. Okay. So I'd like a little bit more. Oh my God. A little bit more scene setting. Oh, Keith. Why would you do this to me? So this was established in the year 2000. It was ish, but this uh, iteration. These posts are later than that. Yeah, this, <laughs> this version of the board was about 2004. I don't know why I said about it. It's exactly 2004 because I'm looking at the posts right now. I have intentionally left out the really bad ones that I thought you would hate. God. It's, it's not too bad. These are mostly just learning about Duke rather That's than. Right. Oh my <laughs> goodness. So, so these were from, from 2004. So, for context, how old were you in 2004? 16. Okay, because you said you were 19. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Good start. No. Duke, how tall are you? Nine and six. Oh my god. I'm one, six, one. That's right. I'll give you that. Hooray. Yeah. Did um, I say six, one? You were six. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. On the 1st of August, you said, when I was born, I was purple. That's true. Yeah? That is true. Ask okay. my mum. She'll right. verify that. <laughs> I was given, that apparently, um, when babies, are, I'm not sure if this is still a thing, but back then, when babies were born, you'd get a health rating out of 10, and I got a three. Wow. And I was purple, and she thought I would die. Oh, bless. Um, but I, I didn't. Yeah, I see that. Mm. Oh. And now your health rating's up to four. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure it would be, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an atheist. I also enjoy breasts. <laughs> that's, that's still true. <laughs> oh, my God, this is awful. <laughs> that, that was just one sentence. Yes. <laughs> From the 25th of May, 2004. This, uh, uh, was, do, do you know what, <laughs> no, you know what topic remove the context. Really? It's funny with <laughs> no that. No context. context. <laughs> right, that's great. Uh, 23rd of October. I'm crap at women. Well, that's true. <laughs> These are just universal truths. Yeah, yeah. Nothing okay. changes. Stealing from HMV is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the CD, peel off the security tag and shove it in your bag, then walk out. Although once I forgot to take the security tag off and I had to leg it. I don't do it anymore, though. I'm a good guy. And you're still struggling with your atheism and love of breasts. So. This is a difficult time. This is a difficult time. <laughs> I still love breasts. I'm still an atheist. It's true. I just don't see how they... We're in the same context. <laughs> Keith has about another ten no. cards there. Some of these are other notes for the show, don't worry. Okay. I burnt down a seesaw. <laughs> right. I threw up all over my friend and I told umpteen girls that I love them. 
Give me time, I'm only young. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> to be fair, though, you did admit that you used to, t- you used to tell girls you loved them all the time. But you oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we mentioned this like a yeah. few days ago. That's yeah. all right. No, that, that, that's true. All of, the, all of this is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's good being as old as I am, because all the stupid things I said in my teenage years, no, no evidence exists anywhere. The only evidence of this, because it was the only forum I posted on until I was probably 20, so <laughs> I've basically allowed this to happen. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is all my own doing. Kurt Cobain did commit suicide. Princess Diana was murdered. I don't know about GFK, but there are aliens. Oh, and the moon landing was faked. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> and you say, I say weird shit. I was 16. You said you were 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I cannot remember ever thinking that the moon landing was fake. I can't remember that. You went on to say, I actually spent last night reading UFO conspiracies and I scared myself to shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a turn yeah. of phrase I'm familiar with. <laughs> oh. Some are all right, but when people start calling their kids Angel and Romeo, it pisses me off. Oh. What body part do I find sexy? Ass, no question. <laughs> <laughs> no question. No question. No, no question needed asking. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. 25th of July, 2004. Bondage rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you weren't, weren't using the explicit one. <laughs> oh, dear. I wasn't, and then I got carried away, and now I can't let my mum listen to this. Oh, dear. Oh, and that's Christ. all the ones... That's all the ones that I'm comfortable reading out. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure they're still available on... Oh, yes, they're absolutely. The oh, archive is there. What's the name of the website again? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right, I'm going on tonight and I'm getting rid of all the evidence before this goes out. Quick. Uh, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> What's your point? It's none of it shocking. It's just like, oh, well, I sort of guessed that. Yeah. I didn't know you'd lie about your age, though. I, no, I'm surprised at that. I don't remember doing that. It kind of seems like the kind of thing I'd do. All of it does. Like, that's quite cleansing, though. Cleansing experience. No. no I, feel, <laughs> I feel humiliated and grimy. I'm just upset that you didn't post any of your love letters to girls. Oh, I would love to see them. Yeah, that's what made me go and look. Fucking hell. What a twat. <laughs> Have you got anything to humiliate Chris or Phil? No, nothing to humiliate Chris or Phil. I like those guys. Okay. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks. Where are the skeletons buried in your closet? That's mixed metaphors, isn't it? <laughs> Where are the skeletons buried in my closet? Yeah. Yeah, um... I don't think I've got any skeletons. Challenge anybody listening that might have any Chris you... Skellingtons. See, I think most of it was buried on MySpace. We used to do a lot of oh, bulletins yeah, with. Yeah. We used to do all of that. I used to post like you Smith's know lyrics yeah. on MySpace quite a lot. The brilliant thing about us, though, that maybe the generation now doesn't have is MySpace did us all a favour and just deleted it. Yeah. I know, they didn't tell us about it. They didn't Good. Do, or I didn't get any notice about it. So my gone. old blog is just gone. I only found out I'm so recently. glad. Any, any sort of early, any sort of MySpace stuff, MySpace is just, Tom's looked at it and went, I'll do you all a favour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keith looked at my post history and thought, I'll not do you a favour. <laughs> Uh, thanks for bringing that in. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, very grateful. Yeah, thanks. 
LARPs. Live action role plays. I bet you do that. Of course I don't do that. Oh, come on. You're the Dwarven King. You are so the Dwarven King. (laughs) I reckon you have a little outfit that you dress up in, even when you're not LARPing. Peep show, yeah. Dobby and Gerard, you're so Gerard. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off, for a start. (laughs) You're so Gerard. (laughs) Didn't Gerard die? Yeah, Yeah, Gerard died. Hmm. Not, not, I'm not, not saying you're going to die, I'm just saying just that the, the rest of your life, the LARPing and stuff. But there is no LARPing in my life. Yes, there the, is. Yeah, I know you don't want to... safe space. It's <laughs> your safe space. I know you don't want to admit it on the podcast, and that's fine. No one's holding anything against you, and if you're not ready to talk about it, that's okay. No one needs to know, Elrond. What is it? What is it? What are you like? Are you a dwarf? Are you a... Um, I don't LARP. <laughs> I don't LARP. That's if I ex- did... Sorry, but that is something that a LARPer would say. But do you LARP? No. Isn't that something a LARPer would also say? No, because it's very obvious that I don't LARP. How? How is it? Right. Have you ever seen The Hobbit? Yes. Have you ever read The Hobbit? No. But you've seen the film. Case closed. What? No. It's the live action bit that admittedly discounts you from the practice. You look more like somebody who'd just be hanging around at the tabletop versions. This is <laughs> This is exactly like John Carpenter's The Thing. Right, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> no. Really? I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. He has though, hasn't he? I haven't though! I, I do believe in with Dungeons and Dragons. I think you've I think you've lapped. I've never lapped. I think you've done think you've, you might, <laughs> you've, da- you've definitely You might have done like half a day and then thought, you know what, actually this isn't me. And you hung up your wizard's coat you go off your horse and go back into your car and thought never again let's tell no one there's no way you haven't at least considered laughing i've never considered laughing sure but you obviously have and that's fine i'm making it sound like i have a problem with people who larp yeah, yeah you, you are you are here. you are absolutely fuming yeah. at the, the thought that people what, might think that what you if your old guild listens to this <laughs> <laughs> this you've brought in as you do, show and tell with Chris to end every it's a podcast. It's bit of a segment, isn't it? So you get to bring in your toys. I'm bringing my toys. What toy have you brought in this well, week? Well, do you remember at Halloween, we talked about the Friday the 13th video game? I do remember that, yes, because it happened. It's mm. a thing and I was there. And you were there for. Um, and there was a toy we mentioned that came out. And I bought that toy at the time. And it arrived like a week ago. <laughs> so it's past Halloween, but it is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm. It's has cool, it, isn't it? Is, like it, it? Like, is, is the box worn or is it... Is that a design? It's there's design. They've I think. designed it to make it look. They've warm. designed it to make it look. Yeah, warm. distressed. But it says on the front, "Open flap to play." That's not even funny. <laughs> Immature child. I'm trying to talk about my toy. <laughs> Open flap to play authentic theme music. This might not work. Sometimes it doesn't work. Eh? It's good, isn't it? And he's got his little purple. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Got his little purple suit on. Can I have a look? Have a look. Don't ha- you're not gonna throw it in the bin because I really like it. <sighs> yeah, because it costs you like. I mean, this is a this. What this is, Chris, is it's an action figure. <laughs> yeah. That you're keeping in a box. Because open it again. That's cool. And it's got a little detachable head, and it is. I just don't. Why? I don't know. Why would you it, want it? It came up on the podcast, and I was probably drunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good, isn't it? Hours of fun. Well, not hours. You think a remix? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts? My thought is mainly that you're a massive gimp. <laughs> That's it. You're just a massive gimp. <laughs> I bought but it. Fair play. It's you... about the podcast, so I'm not, I'm not gonna like, play with it. I don't really, know, I don't really know what I'm gonna do with it, to be honest. Can I have a look? Yeah. 
See, because my first observation was that it bears the CE mark. Um, of course. <laughs> but the CE mark that it features isn't quite compliant. No, I was going to say that. It's, not it's a quite, different it's, font. It, no, it's, it's been squished a little bit. So yeah. it's not bearing the true CE mark. So might end up killing you. Christmas will be fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not CE compliant. <laughs> Put it back. Santa's taking it back, children. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's your voice, by the way, Phil. Thanks. So you can take the man away from his regulatory affairs positions, but you can't take the regulatory affairs positions away Honestly, from the Honestly, from, man. like, the distance we're at, the first thing you noticed about a box that plays music <laughs> is the C mark. Yeah. Jesus. That's to it. be fair, if it's not a medical device, I'm not sure of the exact rules, but mm. I'm pretty sure that the C mark should still look best, right. Best look it up. Best had. I'll, <laughs> I'll get to that. Howdy and welcome to Wiki Shuffle. My name's Jack. This is Phil. Hello. What? And this no, is in this no, 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 no. Stop trying to break it. This is Phil. I'm not playing along. <sighs> Do it properly. Okay. Do it the way you were trained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in podcasting school. <laughs> but podcasting school was so long ago, I can't remember. <laughs> right, shut that thing up. I swear to God, if I hear that thing one more time. Right. We've been to McDonald's and Chris got a Happy Meal, as he does, and he's got himself a little purple minion, and it won't shut up. <laughs> I hate the little prick. Um, the last the last time we went to McDonald's and you got a Happy Meal, you got a minion then as well, yeah. and you were so annoying with it, and you kept making it make noise, yeah. that I took it off you and threw it out of the car you window. Did. So this one I'm keeping. This one's got a little purple cape on. You like purple, it's your favourite like colour, isn't it? Thing. Let's have a look at him. Is he, a, is he an evil one? I mean, they're all evil, aren't well, they? He's got, the point, but... he's got fangs on. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a Dracula kind of yeah. minion. But the things he says... Hold it, hold it up to the microphone so the listeners can hear how fucking annoying this is. Oh, it's so annoying. Come on, do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Right, <laughs> just and it, the annoying thing is that it keeps going off. It's just sat on the table and it keeps going off yes. when and when the table gets a slight knock. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> it did. It's uh, all right. I'll just fix all of the things you've destroyed. I I tried to knock the table hard enough that the minion will make a noise, and I knocked one of our microphone stands down. Oh. The whole point of this new setup was supposed to be increased professionalism. That's what we were going for <laughs> at our know, brand new Wiki Shuffle HQ. Like, it's like if you were the zookeeper and you thought, I've built this really nice setup for the monkeys to come in. And yeah. then they've come in and they've realised that they can ruin the whole thing. <laughs> I've already pulled down curtains. Yeah, but, but it's the slinging of your own shit that I oppose. <laughs> <laughs> right, get that minion out of here. I don't like that one. I like the longer one. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely thought that this podcast was the only piece of media in the Western world unsullied by the minions, no. but apparently not. Apparently they've actually got their little yellow claws into everything. I'm really enjoying all the Facebook posts with minions with... Um, po- shut, shut up. Oh, my God. Right. All the Facebook posts that middle-aged women are posting that have 
quotes about something completely unrelated to minions, but they have a picture of a minion in the corner, and it implies that the minion is saying this. <laughs> so this is one. I just found one um, that someone had posted throughout um, through the week, and there's a picture of a really cute minion at the bottom, clearly like a quite childish minion, mm-hmm. if you can believe such a thing. He's got a really sweet little look on his face, and the post says, "Have to laugh at people who are against spanking." <laughs> My. My parents whipped my butt like there was no tomorrow. I didn't hate them. It says didn't, not didn't. Okay. I didn't hate them. I didn't have trust issues with them because of it. I didn't fear them, but I damn sure respected them. I learned what my boundaries were and knew what would happen if I crossed them. I wasn't abused. I wasn't disciplined. Repost if you got your butt smacked and survived. This is why kids nowadays have no respect for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. And that's officially minion in That is officially <laughs> just, minion just, just like spanking. this podcast. Just like this podcast. It's going mental. <laughs> you love spanking. Should we do our the thing that we do in yeah. our podcast? Or should <laughs> we just talk about minions? Thing, this isn't our reason. That... I'm, I'm sorry if you're listening to this for the first time. Um, Chris, you are, Chris is going to leave. And the minion is going to leave. And me and Phil are going to have a nice conversation about something that we find, that we found on Wikipedia. Right. Look, <laughs> if it's there and it's going it's off, off by it's itself, off, it's off. It's off. Is it off? Yeah. Okay, it's off. Okay, we can begin. Like adults, like <laughs> like, like the grown men that we are. <laughs> Two tattoos between Two the tattoos. three of us. Yeah. In this modern age, yeah. well, that shows us how lame we are. No, I think it shows our strength of character for not being... Mm, my lack well, of it shows, it shows mine and yours, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. I like Johnny bird tattoo over here. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't know. I don't know what the theory I remember, was. I, on, I actually do remember you getting that tattoo. Do you remember and I remember being like, what are you doing? You, didn't not, you were not like, what are you doing? You were like, yeah, mate, that would be really good. Bullshit. <laughs> Come on. Why didn't no one stop me? I would have done because I, I remember trying to stop everyone getting tattoos when I was younger. I'd write be in my bonnet about it. <laughs> oh, why you regret it when you're older, man? What about when you're all saggy and you're in a you're in no, OAP? That's, that's oh. not what I'm bothered about. I'm just bothered that I didn't take, pick a particularly good one. I'd get I'd get another one done. I'd get that one changed and covered up to be a better one. I don't care about having tattoos. It's just the ones I've got are mm. not brilliant. Shall I tell my tattoo story? Do you have a tattoo? <laughs> you do not have a tattoo story. I've got a tattoo story. In 1997, my best friends convinced me to take the day off of college, so we played hooky and we we called you played it truant. We played truant and we called it Phil Sharman's day off in the vein of Ferris Bueller's <laughs> day off. Come on, go on, name. Worst day ever. <laughs> Phil Sharman's day off. We <laughs> he potted about, went to his allotment, did some LARPing. Had some knocky. Had <laughs> some knocky and then went to bed. <laughs> we both got roller skates, uh-huh. like roller boots from a charity shop. And so we, we spent the yeah. whole day on roller skates. Mm-hmm. And we went to the pub. And I think, was this the same time as I... Because I was working in a bar at the time. And then this might have been a... I might be conflating two stories that weren't meant to be connected. I needed a day off of work. And so I phoned them and told them that I'd broken my finger. And so I taped up my finger as if it was broken, even though it was fine. But I don't think that was... That might not have been the same time. Anyway... That was was, um, an unnecessary addition, considering if anyone caught you, you'd be rollerblading down the hill. (laughs) That man yeah. isn't sick. <laughs> Never say that you've got like a physical injury. That's madness. Well, no, because nobody expects it. 
And with a broken finger, you can just tie up your finger, and that's what makes it so genius. No one can touch it because it hurts. Exactly. What are they going to do? Tell me I'm lying? Tell, oh, you actually know the rollerblading does work. You could say you did it rollerblading. <laughs> that's how you got the injury in the first place, but yeah. it didn't stop you. I think the reason I chose a, a physical injury is because I'd been out drinking the night before, and they knew I'd been out drinking before. That was it. Right. Yeah, so they knew that I'd been out on the lash, and because I was out on the lash, I was hungover and didn't want to go to work, and obviously that would be very clear, but by giving myself a physical injury that was associated with my drinking, mm-hmm. that made it all okay. Okay, all right. So, so it, was, it was a pretty clever plan, and it worked. Very clever. I don't think they can get me for it now, 15 years later. So what else did you do other 20 than, years later. Other than rollerblading? Or was it roller skating? It was roller skating. Oh. We got some roller boots. So we did that. <laughs> and we, we, we roller booted to the local tattoo parlour. <laughs> uh, which was run... Radical. <laughs> now, this was the late 90s. So where tattoos these days are all done in really fancy boutiques where, you know, you don't feel like you're going to catch a venereal disease just by going in through the doors. Yeah. Wasn't so much the case in 1997. And the one tattoo parlour in Kettering was run by a, a guy called Titch. <laughs> I- ironically called because he was, was a great big fat biker dude. Okay. Um, and he'd got this sorry, really... Sorry, can I stop you? Was this... Was the tattoos... Was this part of the agenda of Phil Shalman's day off? <laughs> no, he just rolled it in. <laughs> there wasn't really an agenda. Okay. We ought to get just let's, let's have a day off and do something mad. I know that like, Ruth... get roll of... Roll of skate. <laughs> he didn't say what was it. He has roller boots. Roller boots. <laughs> Ruth will remember the details of this day as if mm. it was yesterday, but my memory is so terrible that it's all very sketchy for me. Mm. But we ended up in a tattoo parlour, and the idea was that we would get matching tattoos because we were best mates, and we would be best mates till the day we die. And so... You're going to we... remember this day forever. <laughs> yeah. Because and... of the, all, all the brilliant times you had with the roller boots and all. So we went to the tattoo parlour, uh-huh. and we spent ages looking through these books of tattoos. We'd, neither of us got any money. I think we got five or each to get our tattoos. Uh, and we picked out this little butterfly of course um motif that we were both going to get ruth went first she still has her butterfly <gasps> tattoo and you didn't get yours but as we have established i do not oh have any tattoos god you bastard <laughs> you absolute bastard so we basically i saw hers it wasn't it wasn't fear of the pain it wasn't anything like that it was looking at hers how shit it was and deciding no way <laughs> <laughs> and so i changed my mind and we left what did she say? I did. I, I'm pretty sure she's still not forgiven me, but... Oh, Phil. That was Phil Sharman's day off. And you just scooted out on your roller boots. Yep. Where did you go after that? Probably back to the pub. It's not as good as the film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we crashed my dad's Lamborghini. That's, better. That's, that's what we did. That's what we did next. Uh, so that's my tattoo story. That's as close as I've ever come you to getting a bastard. tattoo. That's unforgivable. It's pretty unforgivable, isn't it? I'm not proud of myself, but at the same time, if I had that tattoo, I wouldn't be happy about it. I can't so, imagine you with a butterfly tattoo. No. It would ruin everything else that he's got going on with his look. Actually, wait there. Where is he going? Oh. He's going to do it now. You going to get a tattoo, Phil? No, he's going to dust off his roller boots. <laughs> Bring them down from the air. Right. Just between us and the listeners. Yeah. Phil, yeah. yeah. What a gimp. He's a terrible gimp. He's like... I can't even believe how much of a gimp he is. And what with all the lapping and everything. I know. I mean... And the, the roller... Oh, he's, oh, he's coming back. These... <laughs> these photographs that I've just been to, <clears throat> been yeah. to collect, these are from Philip Sharman's Day Off. 
mm. if you'd like to see. And one of them, you can actually see a roller boot in the picture. How is that you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, you look so different. So one of the things we did was go to a passport photo booth and get our pictures taken. Yeah, that's wild. That really is wild. Thick black hair, big eyebrows. Look a bit drunk. I'll stick those pictures up on the show notes so you can see what I looked like in 1990. Oh, so when did you regenerate into this version of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a casting show. <laughs> it was like you had a fun day, even though you're an evil man. I'm an evil man who didn't get tattooed, but it was a fun day. Mine isn't related to the podcast much, uh, what I want to talk about. But I did mention it. I'm not sure when I mentioned it, but I definitely said um, at some point on some episode that I had a, I'd kept a log of all of my song titles and lyrics from when I was a young boy. Oh, yeah. Because I, I thought someday I'm going to be an amazing musician and I'm mm-hmm. going to release about 10 albums and become wildly successful. Uh-huh. So I, I kept all these track names, mostly track names. I'm not going to read any lyrics out because they are too embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> what instruments do you play? Jack? I, I don't. <laughs> but, but I was planning on learning. Like what I was what planning did you envisage? Um, to be honest, I, in, in my in my mind's eye, I was always going to be a, a singer, a frontman. Oh, um, okay. It would help if I could sing or yeah. face public crowds mm. or stand up. <laughs> you could be a sitting down one. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Boy zone. Boy zone. What, yeah. Even they, 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 they stand up yeah. halfway through. I was thinking they do, and then they do that little pirouette around, dozy do around their mm-hmm. stools. And then yeah. they get back on. By which dozy I mean do. like their seats, not their poo. Yeah. Westlife didn't do a little wander around a little pile of their own poo. No, it would be different. I don't think that their audience would have appreciated it. Sorry, we're digressing. Let's focus. Yes. I am essentially Mainly. reading these out oh. just to embarrass myself because they're so horribly cringeworthy. What better reason? And they're so they're so like Sixteen years old, not not even sixteen, maybe fourteen to sixteen no, years old. Make around out, like, don't blame childhood. I no, want no, 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 no. I this want is... to think that you were nineteen when you did this. I was very possibly, mind. very possibly up to around eighteen. Okay, good. I want <laughs> you to have been fully sentient. Worse. I don't want you to have the excuse of being a little child who only knew childish things. Hey, I'm letting you in here. This is just and for everyone else's entertainment, to... and I'm going to cringe reading some of these. Uh, so I'll read a select few of the song titles that I had come up with. Being dead is mint. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seaside is cunt. I think I got that from from Viz. Maybe I think yeah. I might have stole that from Viz. Um, some amazing sixth form, uh, sixth form wisdom here. I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. You can't claim ownership of that. That's a, that's a known phrase. That might is be it? a Facebook yeah. post. Yeah, but oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's still awful no matter what it, what it is. Um, pylon, as in just a pylon. <laughs> <laughs> Set the woods on fire. Do it. I mean, this is this is my my very liberal side coming out even at such a young age. Labels Ugh. are for soup. <laughs> 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 They're not for humans, oh, man. Uh, this is art. <laughs> I had one down called Robin Friday, which, oh. of course, we did in a bonus, yeah. our first bonus episode way back when. Flirty fishing, <laughs> which, I don't know, whose brain comes up with flirty fishing? 
Especially devoid of context. Are there lyrics to go with all of these? Or? Um, no, not not all of them. No, no, mostly. So just flirty like fishing. Titles. Are there flirty there's, fishing there's lyrics? No flirty fishing. So there's not even any context for where I've you no might idea. see that going. I have no idea. <laughs> I think I just like the alliteration. Fair enough. Which you know, why not? Um, Hubert Cumberdale. Sharks don't sleep. I don't know if that's true or not. It sounds like they, they probably uh, yeah. sleep. No, I don't think they do. So you might have been on something there. Well. Some horrible sub Jamiroquai shite here. Uh, divide. This is all one word as well. Divide, subtract, multiply, relax. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That's so. Yeah, you're actually you're curling up. That in a ball. is definitely so some bad. acid jazz jams oh, you're, you're kicking out Christ. there. Um, one is one's called Oh Fuck Off. That one's I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, in case of rapture. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that, actually. Um, Paul Robinson and his invisible horse. That makes no sense. <laughs> no. Paper jazz. I don't know what paper jazz means. I think I just thought it was cool. <laughs> uh, you know, my pet unicorn. <laughs> and this is like the height of emo teenage. They've not been that emo uh, so far, well, but let's get, let's get navel gazing. <laughs> Friends are just strangers waiting to happen. <laughs> I must have been oh, scorned God. that weekend. <laughs> Someone didn't want to meet you outside Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pissed off at you. I'm going to go home and write a song title about you. Not even lyrics. I was too lazy to write lyrics about my teenage woes. Oh. Ah, should I keep going? You have to now. Let's finish the list. Shut my Jesus down. <laughs> right. Um, fucking up the program. Tramp sluts. Tramp sluts. Yep, tramp sluts. <laughs> so I've got a Z on it. That, that's actually from a... Um, no, no, it's just okay, just S at the that's end. fine. But I, I'm pretty... Was I with... No, I don't think I was with you. Anyway, a slutty tramp once propositioned me. Okay. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. <laughs> you aren't a dancer. <clears throat> Inner peace, any harmony. I don't know what... That's just... Oh my god, I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself I, so much. It, it's so unfortunate the listeners don't get to see your squirming, yeah. squirming face right now. I don't I know why I'm doing this. Discomfort. I didn't have to do this. I'm this very grateful that thing. you are. Grow your own brain, which doesn't really work. Kill, but by laughter. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <sighs> Advantage, Jesus. <laughs> Great tennis match. Yeah. That was. <laughs> uh, chomp. About, that was about the sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's their fault as usual. Google Punk, which I like. Google Punk. That sounds like a thing. That's going to be like hmm. Steampunk, but no. for the Google generation. No. Nope. Yep, I like it. <laughs> um, but this is maybe not so quite not not quite as cool. iPoddington peas. <laughs> <laughs> That one's very of its time. <laughs> well, it's, it's very of two times. It's very yeah. of two times, yeah. The Poddington Peas isn't a very relatable reference. <laughs> I'm going to have the fucking Poddington Peas theme <laughs> tune stuck in my head now, so thanks for that. That's all right. Living with captions. What? I, uh, I'm all right with that's that. That's all right. Yeah. I think that's okay. I don't yeah. know what it means, but it sounds it's, it's pretentious. Good. It works. Yeah, I get, I get tick the pretension box. Totally Mongo. I am Bollywood. I'm not. I'm not even slightly Bollywood. No. 
That one would have had like a Bangra beat though, and I think that's what yeah. you would have thought in your head. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I would get through a lot of adjectives to describe you before I hit upon Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> An awful lot. Taking guns to weddings. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty. What does? That's pretty emo. <laughs> that is pretty emo. That is. That's some. Good no one emo else is work. going to be happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm getting goosebumps because I'm so. I'm oh. I'm willing to sign you on the basis yeah. of this alone. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Which which version? Because there's a lot of different genres. <laughs> it's, it's not a consistent <laughs> voice here, is there? No. <laughs> I've got more. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, the priest one, the priest two, and the priest three. Oh, that was epic! <laughs> you can't do that when you've not written any of the songs. Oh, I have. You could legitimately write the priest. It changed the world, and then feel like it needs following up. No, this was but all going to be on one album. On one, I was going to kick it off with the priest one, have a few songs, then then the priest two, and then another few songs, and then end with the priest three. It was going to be epic. What was it about other than a was priest? It, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I cannot remember much of this. Um, employment and other things to do with your spare time. <laughs> Steak for dinner. <laughs> Kestrels. The the Joneses. Hurrah for anarchy. Uh, with an exclamation mark. Uh, uh, oh, that makes me feel poorly, that one. This is the same feeling as the smut. Yeah. The smutty mushrooms. It's worse for me. I'd rather eat a smutty mushroom. <laughs> One thing that definitely rings true: dying is easy, comedy is hard. Mm. It's not a song, is it? No, it's not a song. It's like a twat's t-shirt or fridge magnet. Oh, what's the bloody point? <laughs> I'm very English. In at the biscuits again. <laughs> oh, very, very, very. Uh, this one, I'm sorry, but this is pretty good. Half life of the party. Hey, <laughs> half life of the party. It's good. It That's good. good. I mean, it's not. It's not good. Well, no. <laughs> but it's, but... it's not as bad as the rest of it. I mean, how shite. many have you read out? Oh, oh about like twenty. Twenty odd, yeah. One out twenty. No, say. there was another one that was all right. Mm. No, there wasn't. No. Was there? No. Okay. I've got like hundreds more, but I'm not. I can't do it. Well, maybe we could turn this into a regular feature. Maybe oh, we. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we, we could end and... every episode with. I think you should be tasked with writing a song to accompany each one of those titles <laughs> to play us out. Every I'll start week. with flirty fishing. I don't look forward to that. Flirty fishing. I'm going to reel you in. Oh, hey? I think you have written all of these. <laughs> I'm reading this off the laptop. <laughs> I'm just reading some of my lyrics. They're so read one. I can't. Of I can't. Have to There's start, not a single one. There's not a single one I would be able like... to ever live down. I could not live down any of them. You can't leave people with what, that. right. The song titles I've just you can't read try out. And reel them in. The, the song titles are so much better than the lyrics. So much. It's making me want to die reading some of these. <laughs> I cannot believe. I mean, I don't really like myself now, but Jesus Christ, I was a little gimp. I should have been put down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Glad we're in agreement, mate. Thanks for that. You okay. See, next Chris, week then. Yeah. Chris, you knew this person mm. at this time. No, this I, I didn't know for you. I didn't know. I know Jack the person. I didn't know him the artist. Ah. <laughs> a reasonable point. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got an island with me. You've got okay. And I've taken my island out two hundred miles. See, you're 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 saying that while you're doing a gesture as if you're pulling the island <laughs> on your back. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is not a reasonable well, I've point. got a big boat. Okay, so I'm dragging out my chunk of land out 200 miles out to sea. This isn't stupid. Just follow me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> so follow me in this chunk of land 200 miles out to so sea. Right, I'm 200 right. miles out to sea and I stop somewhere over there. 200 miles out. Somewhere over there. Over that You're way. gesturing towards the north. The sea. So once I'm there, parked up. Anchored down. Anchored down. I can say, right, this is Chrisville now. I'm king of this town. Yes. This, yeah. No, not this town. This country. This country. Yes. Yep. So I, I just like, write, I'm probably not write a letter because it'll be hard to do posts from there. <laughs> <laughs> the Wi Fi might not be fantastic. Bloody Royal say. Mail. I, well, all right, I wait two weeks for Talk Talk to get the fibres in. <laughs> and then I send an email to the UN and say, I've got a new country, let me in the club. Maybe that's all fine. They would have to actually let you in the club. That's the problem. Well, how would they not let me in the club? I've got my own island. Well, have they let Sealand in? No. Sealand's Why? not in, not, Why is not past not that 200-mile mark. So oh, yeah. that's got a very good counter-argument. In theory, I've, there I've shouldn't got... be anything stopping you from doing that, I don't think. Well, yeah. Sorry. Because the fact you're in international waters at that point. I've, I'm in international waters. I've got my island. I've got, like... A document that says this is my country. I've yeah. given it a, a name. Document that you've written up on. <laughs> Where's well, my country? On they paint. can be my. Yeah. Yeah. my doc- they Microsoft can be my documents. Paint. I've sent them to the UN. What, what's? Why am I not allowed at the table? Well, if I was the That's UN, racist. If, if I was the oh UN, my God. <laughs> my counter argument would probably be, "What's in it for us? What are you, you bringing can be to friends the table?" With Chrisville. Chris I'm, I'm declaring war on Chrisville. Why would you do that? Because I don't like your, your style. We've not like got your, any nuclear stuff. Don't like the cut We've only gym. just worked out how to get here. Uh, no, I'm declaring war on you. I'm going to sink your stupid little island. Jack, you're not really in a position where you're yeah. able to declare war. Uh, I'm king of my own country. If you go and set up your own country, you know, just up the road, you'd have to be 200 kilometres away from Crystal. You could declare war on him at that point. ISIS is just a bunch of men and they're... Declaring war. No, on Europe. that's the whole point. That's why they're they're not a at sea. a recognised entity. So they're not declaring war. It's just acts of terror. In their eyes, it's war, and that's what I'm going to do to Chrisville. I'm going to blow some shit up. You could say that you're personally going to war with Belgium. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're at war with Belgium. I want. We'll see how it goes. But I might declare war, and I don't care if I'm not a country. Well, I'll get on my with all the other countries. So you won't. Why won't I? They'd hate your stupid little island. They'd think you're a, a non-entity, which you would be. They wouldn't even pay you any attention. They don't give a shit about Palestine. They're not going to give a shit about you. If you were the UN, what would you say to him? You're king of the UN. There is no king of the UN. I right, would... the mayor, the big, the big boss, the mayor, <laughs> the mayor of the UN. If I was Bootrus, Bootrus Garley, he's he's starting grief with me. We've just started up. I've got my internet in, and he's starting wars. What would you say, mayor? I'd say that it's international waters, the rules don't really apply, you can do what you want. Ha, you're going down. A seastead would take advantage of the absence of laws and regulations outside of the sovereignty of nations and choose from among a variety of alternate legal systems. When seasteading becomes a viable alternative, switching from one government to another would be a matter of sailing to the other without even leaving your house. Mm-hmm. said Patrick Friedman at the annual at the first annual seasteading conference. The Seasteading Institute, founded by Wayne Gramlich and Patrick Friedman in 2008, is an organization formed to facilitate the establishment of autonomous mobile communities on seaborne platforms operating in international waters. So this is somebody taking your idea seriously. Not that I'm saying you weren't. I'm I, I'm sorry. I, the, I've, there's a hurt look on his face. You know what? There. No one takes me seriously. I'm I'm sick of it now. Because I made a good point there about making my own country. Mm. And then you went to war with me. The UN wasn't on my side. Mm. That, that shows how difficult it is to run a country effectively. This is the harsh reality of it. You've got to get used to this. Now, Chris, 
What? I want to learn. Don't be so. I'm, I'm, I'm defensive. I'm like North Korea at the minute. I've got no weapons though, so I'm just I'm just annoyed. Okay. <laughs> Your first law that you're making, Chrisville. What's the number one priority? Keep dicks like you off the island. Oh, it all boils down to immigration control, yeah. doesn't it? There you go. Yeah, that's what uh, this is all yeah. about for you. You just want you, no. you want to hand select the people that you share yeah. an island with. Just not that one. All right, Nigel Farage, don't point fingers don't, at me. Don't you call me Nigel Farage. <laughs> okay, what's your uh, national bird? Um, the flamingo. Mm-hmm. National flower? Dandelion. <laughs> That's nice, I like that. Your national motto? More achievable than a flamingo. A national motto? Mm. <sighs> just keep going. <laughs> just sleep on it. <laughs> just, just sleep on it. Okay. The project picked up mainstream exposure in 2008 after being brought to the attention of PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel, who contributed $500,000 to fund the creation of the Seasteading Institute and has since spoken out on behalf of its viability, as seen in his essay, The Education of a Libertarian. Oh, it's bloody libertarians at the, at the heart of this, isn't it? Uh... Oh, in spring 2013, the Institute launched the Floating City Project, which combines principles of both seasteading and startup cities by seeking to locate a floating city within the territorial waters of an existing nation. Historically, the Seasteading Institute has looked to international waters for the freedom to establish new nations and spur competitive governance from the outside. However, they are now seeking a host nation because they posit, A, it will be less expensive to engineer a seastead for the relatively calm, shallow waters compared with the open ocean outside of territory. Waters. B, it will be easier for residents to travel to and from the seastead as well as to acquire goods and services from existing supply chains. And C, a host nation will provide a place for a floating city within the existing international legal framework with the associated protections and responsibilities. What's the point? So there's no point. So what you've basically said is the ideal of getting it out there where in this lawless no man's land is completely unachievable for all of these reasons in that <laughs> you need the existing infrastructure and international recognition and, you know, food and stuff. I'd get all those. You'd get all those. That's not really a solution you, you're positing there. Chris is clearly going to have a spa on his island. Londis. I think, Londis. I, think, Londis. I think we've established Londis is the supermarket mini yeah. chain of, of choice for this podcast. I'll partner with them. Their logo can be my flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it seems appropriate, yeah. We'll do a deal so we can get food in. So that's that, that's that problem. Done. Food is sorted. <laughs> It's catered for by Londis. Yeah, Londis has got that covered. What's the other bit? It's the monies. Yeah. Oh, you and I'll just make friends with them. Just add them on Twitter or something. <laughs> Move out. Get the big boat. Off we go. Londis is on board. The UN's on board. <laughs> You've got the main two. <laughs> You've got the main two things to run a successful country. Londis and the UN. Yeah, and then we'll just set up. Then get some more people, send out some invites, mm-hmm. like young families. Say like, here's the letter. Yeah. It'll be Londis. You are the to- like you are the Tory party. You want young, hardworking families, <laughs> but you don't want any immigrants or dicks. No, just not you. Just not me. Okay. So send out the letters to some people. Not not select everyone, and then they in the world. No, in where, where I am. So it's just like it's like it's like UK two where you are. That's very yeah, telling. It's isn't telling. It? Very so telling. White English people. Well, no, we get all right. No, fine. I'll send a big email to the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world at hotmail.com. Yeah, so they can all. Everyone can come. Everyone can come to Chrisville. Londis is there. UN's all right with it. Come in. We'll build some houses. Fine. Let's yeah. talk about some design ideas because there's some suggestions here to. Uh, 
just eke out some of the finer details. Although I know you think, I think that I've this already is sorted. Got it. I, I agree, but let's see what other comments we can have that might help. So potential designs: a retrofitted cruise ship. The first seasteads are projected to be cruise ships adapted for semi-permanent habitation. Cruise ships are a proven technology, and they address most of the challenges of living at sea mm. for extended periods of time. The cost of the first shipstead was estimated at mm. ten million dollars. No, I want I want trees and stuff. <laughs> you want trees and stuff. Okay, a spa platform. No, we've got Londis. We've already established this. <laughs> <laughs> The Seasteading Institute has been working on communities floating above the sea in spa boys, similar to oil platforms. You're not a spa boy, you're a no, Londis boy. You're a Londis boy. You're a Londis lad. They've already paid for the sponsorship. So. Mm. The project would start small, using proven technology as much as possible, and try to find viable, sustainable ways of running a seastead. Innovations that enable full-time living at sea will have to be developed. The cruise ship industry's development suggests this may be possible. A proposed design for a custom-built seastead is a floating dumbbell in which the living area area is high above sea level which minimizes the influence of waves alternatively have a modular island at the seasteading institute forum an idea arose to create an island from modules there are several different designs for modules with a general consensus that reinforced concrete is the most Mm. proven sustainable and cost effective material for seastead structures as indicated for use in oil platforms and concrete submarines concrete submarines Mm. The company AT Design Office recently made another design using the modular island method. In popular culture, Waterworld was a major motion picture that featured seastead communities at various points throughout the film. It did. Mm-hmm. It was In also vi- bollocks. Was it though? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it recently, so I might watch it again. It's, not, it's terrible. Yeah. Chris. That's my name. Chrisville. Chrisville. In population one dickhead. When do you expect to get this done? Is it around the same time that you'll get your storyboards for the hippocampus uh, out? No, because hippocampus is very much a real thing. This is just a hypothetical as what I would do if I had... I don't even have a land mass. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get one of them first before I even think about moving. But right. talk to you through the stages. Londis, UN, big email to the world, currency, and then post. Profit. Profit. No, no Profit. Oh, it's, it's a non-profit that. island. It's a non-profit, yeah. It, this is all, it's all good. Okay. It's for the good of the inhabitants. Mm, very good. So We look forward to the And you can't go. Okay. You're not welcome. Can I come on holiday? No. Hello, it's Present Jack again. Um, just to let you know, we've gone over an hour now into the best bits. We have roughly maybe 40, 45 minutes left of material um, to play you in this uh, best of episode. Um... I will warn you, it's all CRISP-related. 40 to 45 minutes of CRISP chat. Uh, there's there's the time that we found out that Phil used to be a CRISP weatherman um, as a job. And then there's a CRISP game, quiz of sorts. Um, so do enjoy. If you're not into the CRISP chat, I'd probably just call it a day now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Megachip potato! <laughs> Which Marvel films he in? <laughs> I really need a haircut. I've got a proper fucking mullet. Yeah, you moment. have. It's quite crazy. I think you should just shave it all off as an experiment. See what happens. It wouldn't be the first time. Really? Wouldn't they? I've seen pictures. Yeah. I've seen yeah. pictures of Phil with no beard and no hip pad. Whoa. Talking about mega chip potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
mega chip is a round white potato variety with good tuba size and specific gravity for chipping. What? What does that mean? <laughs> This is like that brain article from last week again. I don't yeah. understand. Even well, though it's about potatoes. Well, the tuba, that's a, a potato is a type of tuba. So the tuba is no, the not. potato lump itself. Tuba's no, a brass with, instrument, That's with an idiot. A. This is T-U-B-E-R. And what does that mean? It's root vegetables. The actual lump that you eat is the tuba part. No, it's oh, not. What? No, I'd have he's, thought... No, we did say Malak. I'd have thought, And yeah. now he's talking about, like, agriculture from this olden is his, times. <laughs> this is his area of expertise. Specialised subject. <laughs> tubing vegetables. Tubers are enlarged structures in some plant species used as storage organs for nutrients. They are used mm. for the plant's perennation, survival of the winter or dry months, to provide energy and nutrients for regrowth during the next growing season, and as a means of asexual reproduction. Common plant species with stem tubers include potato and yam. Some sources also treat modified lateral roots, root tubers under the definition. These are encountered in sweet potato, cassava and dahlia. We deserve that. After all the, the X Factor well, stuff. I was right. <laughs> it's the lumpy, fleshy bit that you want. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why didn't you just say that? Okay. I pretty much <laughs> said that. You could have just said that. Saved us all the hassle. <laughs> so what's the gravity? Why is gravity important in chippings? It's for good for chipping. Why? Like, right. So the, that it, it lies nicely. The specific gravity is your water content, I believe. Your water to starch ratio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Oh, my God. Shall I qualify this in explaining that I did used to work in a crisp factory? What? (laughs) Of course you did. Of course you did. What do you you mean, where? I used to work for Golden Wonder. In Corby? In Corby. Shut up. Yeah. My nan used to work there. I didn't work in the factory. I worked there. Of course you didn't. He was chief tuber. Uh, Don't assume that my nan worked in the factory, you (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) She was a CEO. (laughs) You sexist... Anti-Irish pig. I didn't know she was Irish. Who else is going to work in a potato factory? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about your job at the potato factory. I did the demand planning at the potato factory. How much demand was there for tuba? Well, lots, because that was the prime ingredient. That was the main thing that there was demand for. Yeah. But I I did the... Oh, this isn't interesting to anybody, is yeah, it? Keep yeah, keep going. I mean, it's know. not. It's you need not. to know your backstory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your origin <laughs> story. Your origin story about when I was bitten by a radioactive potato. <laughs> Negative <laughs> potato, go! <laughs> How did you turn into a massive potato? <laughs> <laughs> My job was to produce the forecast of how many crisps we were going to sell. <laughs> potato forecast. <laughs> it's the <laughs> potato weatherman. <laughs> I, yeah, I was kind of the potato weatherman, yeah. <laughs> this is an important job in an industrial <laughs> environment. You need to know, particularly potatoes. in the world of fast-moving consumer goods, you need to know how much of a particular commodity to produce. And my job was to work out, realistically, how many packets of crisps we were going to sell that week so that we could make an appropriate number of appropriate flavours of bags of crisps. So you needed to say to Gary, who's in charge of like, the tube in, we need to get. <laughs> so, Gary, on Wednesday, we're going to make a lot of crisps. I I'd worked be a out bit... the forecast. Yeah, yeah that's need, exactly it. Yeah. We need X amount of potatoes. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it, that's exactly what it involved. Yeah. 
I've got a job. Literally the worst job anyone's ever had. <laughs> how do you think this works? How how could it work without that person being in place? What, you'd just make a random number of crisps that day? So you were like Michael Fish, but for potatoes. You were, like, you were Michael Potato. <laughs> that implies that Michael Fish predicts fish. <laughs> That was his side job. <laughs> How did you protect the potatoes? What did you do? Was it just a feeling? <laughs> did you it's just a get a It's a lot hunch? more complicated than that. That's what whoever forecasting it's, is. It's Teachers. a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. It would be based on a number of factors. Historic sales and product mix would mm-hmm. be a big factor. Yeah. Now, the biggest factor in modern fast-moving consumer goods sales is promotional activity. Once upon a time, your sales through supermarkets that were very seasonal, that seasonality has given way to whether or not something's on promotion. So if there's a bog-off going on at Asda, then the demand is going to massively spike during that promotion. So it would be my job to collate the information from that promotion. See which potatoes have got the most followers on Twitter. That kind of thing, yeah. Work out the flavour mix within that particular promotion, because obviously there'll be yeah. different flavours of crisps being so, offered up on that same yeah. promotion, yeah. and then split the demand and the production accordingly. And then I'd feed that information to our production planner, who I would work with, and she would schedule which line would make which flavour of crisp on which day and how many of. So if, like, the, if like <laughs> the King Edward potato was, like, trending massively on Instagram. No, uh, <laughs> you get Deborah involved. No, you see, this is where it comes down to the specific gravity for chipping because different types of potato are suitable for crisps and chips and mash and others aren't so much. Which one is suitable for mash? King Edward's a masher, which, isn't it? Which one is suitable for chipping? Now, the mega chip potatoes. Which one is suitable good. for crisps? Traditionally, Golden Wonder got its name because they made their crisps from the Golden Wonder variety potato. However, oh, interesting. This is why How, the potato weatherman. However, the potato weatherman. <laughs> however, they don't use those anymore, and I cannot remember the variety. There was a couple of varieties. This is why he's not the potato weatherman anymore. <laughs> and I can't remember what they were called, but they were obscure things. So, what? Um, what, what was the best flavour? The most popular flavour. No, the best. best. <laughs> I said the best, didn't I? The okay. best. What was the best? Well, so, okay, in my opinion... Yeah. Well, your professional flavor, opinion. The best flavour that Golden Wonder make is the sausage and tomato flavour. Oh, I didn't predict that. No. Well, we're talking to the expert. But you're a vegetarian. It didn't have so, any real sausage yet. Well, then what's the point? Just savoury goodness. That would be good if you got a bag of crisps and just had little chunks of sausage in it. Would it? Yeah. And you could scoop them up. <laughs> Thanks for the mime because <laughs> I was struggling. Hang on, all right. Let me just get this straight in okay. my head because this is all new information. Yep, and I'm expecting that the listeners are reeling from all of this. Uh huh. It's a lot you... to take on at once. So I'll I'll give you that. So you predicted potatoes. Yeah. And you got paid for that. Yeah. And then what if you did it wrong? Everyone's going to do it as a whole. Did you ever do? <laughs> did you? Ever... I don't know. Look at you. <laughs> did you ever do it? <laughs> In my spare time. No, I'm not a weirdo. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Did you ever do it wrong? Oh, all the time. It was really hard. Okay. It was really hard because some promotions would just die on their ass and you'd have no way of doing it. predicting it for this factory specifically or for the whole of Golden Wonder? The whole of Golden Wonder. So you were like the big cheese in the potato factory. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, you were were the decision man. If you, I was if you a did it wrong. decision man. I was involved in the process. It was a okay. team effort. There's yeah. no very diplomatic. No, no system can be over reliant on one component. That's just a structural weakness there. 
So we were a team in the yeah. planning department, but yeah, I was a pretty big cog in that machine. How much money did you get paid for doing <laughs> pretty big cog in the machine? <laughs> no, I was getting paid about twenty-four grand. Okay, in, in this must be a while ago. This was two thousand and seven and eight. Short tenure. This yeah. is when you left your current job on a I, sabbatical to do some potato <laughs> forecasting, and then you came back. That's, is that right? well, that's exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah, I went away to see the world. <laughs> world of potatoes. World of potatoes. Potato yeah. sabbatical. Um, and I left because the owners of the company were massive fucking racists, and I couldn't tolerate really? to be around them. In what way? Who did they hate most? There was a. I think I'm going to just say this because it happened, and they were absolute nasty pieces of work. They got taken mm. over by an Irish company, Tato. Tato, yeah. Um, took them over, and there was one, the sales director in particular, whose name I can't remember. He was in one sales meeting I was in. Um, it was ready to get started, and he was just just having a little friendly josh with one of the sales managers who happened to be Jewish. And the rhyme that he um, quoted to him was, "I'd rather be a Paki than a Jew," is Whoa. what he said in front of everybody in a kind of terraces type chant. I would rather be a Paki than a Jew. How did the guy? What did the guy say? Oh, he was all very matey and pally about it, and it was like, "Yeah, you're right." Um, it was just disgusting. The whole attitude of them was just oh, really unpleasant that put such a bad taste in your mouth like oh a, it really like did like a sausage and tomato crisp no 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 you needed lots of sausage and tomato uh, crisp okay. to compensate uh, for the the seedy the racist underbelly of the potato industry yeah <laughs> <laughs> you didn't predict that though you should have had that on yeah. your weather prediction you, do, you should do the next panorama about potatoes good yeah BBC potato correspondence horrible <laughs> <laughs> I'm qualified. Uh, how have I not heard this before? <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, just so much detail there. I, what article are we doing? <laughs> the mega chip. Potato. We're talking about the mega chip potato. Which is one I've never even heard subject. of. You've never heard yeah. of it? No. Not, oh, okay. So it's not it. a big potato. Well, it is a big potato. That's yeah, the first thing we know but about you, it. It's not. It's not like one of the big ones. That not that would... I'm aware. But there's lots and lots of different varieties. So no Maris Piper. No. <laughs> is Maris Piper not? I think that's a fluffy one, isn't it? You're the expert. I, I really can't remember. I, I can't remember because I didn't actually do the purchasing, so I would just say we need this many potatoes. I didn't really care about variety and things like this. <laughs> we need but, this many potatoes. Yeah, but Deborah, we, we need this many potatoes now. Yeah, but we would be... And that conversation happened really quite regularly because <laughs> we would get... But the potatoes would be de- delivered by the truckload. So it would be... So we'd get sort like, of two trucks. Deborah, loads. I need six... Trucks of potatoes now, stat. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, I wouldn't make that phone call. Who would? One of your underlings. The purchasing guy. Oh, it's a lot to take in. It's a fast moving world. So, how the hell. I think maybe we should move on and, and leave. I think we've done enough. Because well, You feel like we might revisit this again in the future I now think you know so. this about. Yeah. Because okay. we've taught you a lot about X Factor today. Yeah. And you've taught us a lot about potatoes. Okay. It's all very mutually beneficial this podcast it's great you know because i didn't know today that i'd learn a lot about potatoes ah, and the crisp industry well we're quite wreathian in our outlook really quite what does that mean oh jesus wreathian wreath was the founder of the bbc and he set out the principles of that the bbc should inform educate and entertain inform educate kind of the same thing not necessarily because things can be current affairsy that aren't necessarily educational like uh, I know, arguably Zayn Malik's face tattoo is not that educational but it is informative yeah but uh-huh. I'm grouping all that boring stuff together right yeah so entertaining is really where we want to be we haven't done any of that no <laughs> but we've done all the boring time. stuff so there's still time there's we've still got the time. outro 
to do so. Well, well we, have have we don't know anything this. about the mega chip potato yet. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> let's do the article, shall we? It's a round white potato variety with a good-sized tuber and specific gravity for chipping. It was developed at the Rhinelander Agricultural Research Station in Wisconsin and was the result of a cross between the Whiz chip and the FYF85 and several years of selection. This cross resulting in the mega chip was made in 1985. It produces high quality chips that have an excellent color both from the field and after storage. As a chip man. Really not how <laughs> I uh, refer to myself on my business cards. As a chip man, when you go into a shop, no, a chippy, when it's right. summer and it says we're now frying new potatoes, does your heart just sink because it does mine? Yeah, that's not what you want. Yeah, oh. new potatoes. Well, you might as well not even bother. You still do, though, don't you? I do, yeah. <laughs> but I'll just like put more salt and vinegar on t- to mask the hideous texture of a, of yeah. a new potato in a chip. Yeah, just thought I'd get that in there, because it's, mm. it's a gripe. It's yeah, a big gripe. And you're talking about the storage conditions and how the consistency of the potato stays. That's exactly what I was talking about. that's something that they've clearly addressed in the genetic engineering of the mega chip. It, was it? I wasn't uh, listening. Several years of selection, they've said resulting in high-quality chips that have an excellent colour both from the field and after storage, so you get a consistency. Ah. And you, you eradicate that seasonality, which used to be a lot more prominent than it is today in a lot of foods. One day, I'm going like, to look back on my life and realise I spent 45 minutes talking to a potato man. <laughs> <laughs> we spent 61 episodes talking to a potato man, we just didn't realise. <laughs> Did you know this, Chris? I didn't know you. I didn't know you. I didn't know the details of the potato man. <laughs> I knew you worked at Golden Wonder. The agricultural features of the super chip—that's not what it's called, is it? The mega chip is that it has a high level of resistance to common scab, moderately resistance to foliar early blight, powdery scab, pink rot, dry rot, and soft rot. Were these all factors in your forecasting? Although the seasonality was <laughs> reduced, high rot to the south today. <laughs> But soft rot up north with some sprinkling of salt. It kind of was a consideration Mm. because the price of potato would fluctuate really quite significantly. While I was there, we had one really wet summer. And so all of the potatoes were coming out of the ground sort of semi-rotten already. And there was a real potato shortage. And that really Ah, pushed the price up. The great potato How was the feeling in the office at that point? (laughs) It was nervous. nervous. And when you get a truck full of half-rotten potatoes, it was really grim as well. Mm. I didn't have to deal with them, obviously. So so they would turn up with Um, (laughs) half-rotten potatoes. (laughs) They'd turn up with half-rotten potatoes and, what, expect you to pay for them? Yeah, well, we'd have to turn them away. Wow. And where would they go and put the potatoes? Um, In a bin? Not really my problem. Potato bin? No. <laughs> I can tell you where all the crisps went to when we accidentally... I'm not interested. <laughs> no, I am. I want to hear... I've got to follow it through. Come on. So what would happen is that we would make too many crisps for promotion. Then... <laughs> Someone's job to eat. <laughs> well, Gary. Yeah, that was my job. great. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen is I fucked my job up significantly. <laughs> well, there are a couple of things that we could do. So if we realise straight away, because we used to own brand the crisps for the, all the supermarkets, so what sometimes happened, and this was preposterous... When, when you say when that, can you, can you explain? So um, different supermarkets like Asda and Sainsbury's and Tesco's would have their own brands of crisps, so they'd use their own packaging for the crisps, but they're all the same. So what they you're saying is the, the Golden Wonder crisps are just the own brand crisps in a different package? It's No, it's not quite as straightforward as that. Okay. I watched a programme once about this, I think I know. Tell me if I'm wrong, Phil. But why don't you just let Phil tell us? <laughs> no, I'm going to try and get. I want to just have a guess because I think I might be right. So when companies like Golden Wonder do all the, the potatoes, 
when you're forecasting it, and Gary's there doing the phones, Trevor's making sure the trucks are in, whatever. Um, so Asda have a specific recipe for their crisps. Yep. But Cold and Wonder will make them. Yes. And it all depends on economies of scale. Pretty much, yeah. Bang. So generally speaking, the flavouring that would be used on the own brand ones would be of a cheaper consistency. There wouldn't be as much flavour and sure. it wouldn't be quite as good. However, when you got things like the ready salted, where the only ingredient of flavouring is salt, then pretty much they would be the same product. However, if you go for the first pass of potatoes, you get the bigger mm. ones. And so we'd use the bigger potatoes for the Golden Wonder and then that the smaller potatoes that were a bit bittier and uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not, as, uh, not as good, they would go into the own brand. But there wouldn't be, most of the time, because Golden Wonder don't really sell that many crisps, there wouldn't be that much difference in the potato quality. That's, but um... the flavouring would make a difference. So what would happen was... For some times, when we massively overproduced, we would literally, and this is preposterous that this happens, take all the crisps that have been made, empty out the packets, and rebag them. Can do a rebagging. Do a rebagging. That is preposterous. You just oh. can't imagine that that could ever no. be cost effective. But sometimes that would happen. Other times, we would clear out the overproduced stuff through places like Home Bargains and yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that, so they've got much shorter use by dates on the places yeah. in those. Uh, and then our final port of call would be the prison service. So the crisps that were just properly about to go out of date or even had gone out of date would then get sold very cheaply to the prisons. See, that's genuinely interesting, isn't it? You I mean, it's not, that. but I think I've been, we've been learning about this for so long that now something has clicked in my brain and I've started to find it quite interesting. Okay, good. Stockholm syndrome, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's all I've got for one now. more thing, and okay. then we'll, we'll round up on the potatoes. <laughs> What was the most exciting day you had at the gym? <laughs> the most exciting, like, potato day. Like, a day when, like, loads of potatoes came in and they were really good. Like, just exciting. When the lorry turned up and they were really good potatoes. Like, oh, were are... you like, oh my god, this is awesome. This is the Look best potato day. Look at all these potatoes. And was it called potato day when they turned up? <laughs> <laughs> it would happen, like, three times a week. So it really was much of a spectacle. Potato day nearly every day. The thing that I remember most was doing a taste trial for some new taste the difference sort of high premium brand um, own brand crisps and there was a whole bunch of different prawn cocktails to try that was great because they were all really good and some of them were proper good alright okay one more thing one more thing and then we're done if I give you a packet of crisps yeah (laughs) which I'm sure has happened in the past and you you go oh thanks Chris I'm going to eat these crisps if I've got you shit crisps do you know like it's not because they like, don't taste very nice, but do you know by the quality of the potatoes? Um, is that that's something you've got? Sometimes, yeah, I can tell if. Do you like go? Mm, oh, that's a bad potato. <laughs> not so much the potatoes themselves, because the, the general quality is pretty consistent in this country now. Anyway, mm. what you can tell the thing that I'm good at spotting is a bad salt and vinegar flavour. Oh yes, salt and vinegar is very prone to going rancid, the flavouring that's used there. And so it can still be in date, but it goes really, really unpleasant. Yep. Um, and, and you, you get out a lot with the cheaper brands. That. Yeah. Yeah, it tastes like, I don't know how to describe it. Rancid is the, Ran- is the yeah, technical yeah, yeah, term. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose it would be. Inert flavours, you can just carry on using for literally years without them having any use-by-date issues. Wow. Well, <sighs> any more? Thanks for listening to the Potato Cast. <laughs> <laughs> the Potcast. <laughs> Oh, given, my, my head is, is mashed. Given that the article's only five lines long, I think we got quite a bit of material <laughs> out of that. What do you reckon? Did, yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 61 of Wiki Shuffle, the most rancid flavoured episode yet. 
We'll be back again next week for more potato news. What's going on in the world of potatoes? What's, what's Phil already on? knows. Phil, He's what's forecasting what? it. This was 2007 and 2008, but have you kept to date with the uh, potato world since then? I... He has, hasn't he? <laughs> he fucking has. He's kept up to date. You can see it in his face. He has, he has Googled. How's the potato <laughs> stocks doing? No, because that was never what I cared about. Um, I've always <laughs> ca- you. If ever you go shopping with me, you will notice that I dawdle in the crisp aisle to see what the brand mix and the flavour mix is doing at the moment. Wow. Uh, because it just interests me. Potatoes. Yeah, so you can see. That <laughs> if you notice the proportion of the aisle that's taken up by just bog standard crisps yeah. has shrunk to about half the size it was even mm. 10 years ago. Because people just want fancier things now. So the forecast isn't good for the potatoes. Well, it's just different. It's the, the overall volume's still the same, but it's more your sort of kettle chips. And I've, I've got a bit of a confession to make. What's that? I don't like posh crisps. I know. It's. I, don't like I agree. Them. In reality, a good old-fashioned, ready-salted crisp is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Kettle chips, I think, are gross. Sensations never bothered with them. I don't even like Walkers that much, but, you know, give me a Monster Munch or another council estate variety and I will gobble them down like there's no tomorrow. It's just my taste, I guess. Space Invader me up. I, I, I'm sorry, this is just, this fascinated me, this potato thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you do, like, any other sort of crisps? I mean, like, your standard crisps. Like, did you do a wacky one? Like, a what's it? Yeah, we did. Oh, you did the twirly reds packet. That are like what's it's but curly and maybe a bit spicy. Golden Wonder, they do a lot of things. Yeah, they yeah. do, but I don't know what you're describing specifically. Transformer Snack. Transformer Snacks, yeah, they were in the um, Wensbury factory. Of course they were. Oh. Which ones are in your factory? We, at Corby, we did specifically just crisp crisps. And we also had a contract to do the, and you probably won't remember these, um, mini Pringles. Oh, I remember these, yeah. Mini Pringles? Yeah, yeah they did them they in a, like a little, little, little pack mini Pringles. of mini yeah. Pringles. I didn't know about this. They that were exorbitantly great. expensive, and you got like um, 5% of a tube of Pringles, and they'd be gone in about three seconds, and they weren't in any way satisfied. They were a bit, fun, a bit more fun to forecast? <laughs> no, because I didn't do the forecasting for them, because we were subletting space, so I didn't actually um, involve myself in those at all. You just stuck to the crypty now. Yeah. We did <laughs> knickknacks for a bit. And oh, we, that'd uh, be fun. I love knickknacks for a bit, but we'd sold those off, so that was only uh, the first couple of months we I was crunch, there. Yeah, we crunchies and now walkers. They are. That's not right. Well, it's and how did you? Works. I mean, we we have. I mean, I don't mean to drag this podcast on for any longer than it needs to be, but I mean, yeah, you got the whole potato side of the business. But what about once you get into maize and wheat and the extruded snack side of the business? Yeah, mm. yes, that's, because, that's what I was trying to say. Because the whole yeah. process is entirely different. Because mm, where bet. they say baked, not fried. That's because what they effectively do to make Watsits and all of those things under the family of extruded snacks, they're cooked by pre- heat generated by pressure. Yeah, so effectively what you get is a great big lump of battery stuff mm. that you then mm. squeeze through a massive Play-Doh machine Ooh. and then <laughs> they sort of come out and it spins and it chops them off as it goes. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. pretty so, cool to watch. So when you're like the, the pre form before it's made into a what's it shape is that kind of like the form it takes once you've chewed a what's it for a while it's like just kind of weird mush i guess i can't remember what it looked i don't know that i ever saw it actually mm. well this has been fascinating yeah. <laughs> you can talk about the qi podcast all you like you can talk you know about what, things if, you should know but if, if this we, is proper potato chat yeah i mean if we did our first podcast which no one will remember where it's just me and you interviewing people mm-hmm. we just had the potato man on this <laughs> would have been our best man. episode easy 
If it wasn't actually on this one, yeah. and you were a guest. Yeah, if I was on QI and Crisps came up, I would <laughs> know a damn sight more than Joe Brand. Yeah, you would. I think you know more than anyone. I think you know more than anyone about potatoes. Uh, if Johnny Vegas was on, he'd probably know Maybe a bit more. Just through experience, you pick these things up. If you're going to eat 15 packets a day, you're going to just... Mm. Was, he, was he a brand ambassador? <laughs> I don't believe so. Obviously, Walker says Gary Lineker, and now Jamie Vardy. But what... <laughs> what um, celebrities were involved with the Golden Wonder brand? None. Who was celebrating None. Golden Wonder as a brand was dying on its ass. It was, yeah. Until you came um, and rescued it. No, not really. No, it's still dying on its ass, but they had all the own brand business so Tato came in and bought them out for Tato have you tried the the, um, cheese and onion cheese and onion chocolate cheese and onion chocolate no it was chocolate with cheese and onion crisps inside the chocolate and it was good it doesn't sound good it sounds awful but it was quite nice one of the things that Golden Wonder had the license for while I was there but they never actually made (laughs) we're still going Chris has fallen off his chair you might be interested in this one Chris one of the things that Golden Wonder had the license for but never actually made was Iron Brew flavoured crisps. Whoa! Oh, yeah. yeah, so you perked up a little bit. You thought it was going to be another doll Hang story. on. They didn't do it. They didn't do did it. they have the licence? They had so, the licence. So like, like when big Hollywood corporations keep a, a script back or an idea and they're yeah. just like, no, we're not making the film, but we just want to own the rights to it. Yeah, pretty much. So no one else can do it. Yeah. They're doing that with Iron Brew right now. I don't know if they're still doing it now, but they were at the time. Oh, I'm furious. It's... That's the greatest idea of all time. I don't really know what it would taste like. It would taste like soggy Iron Brew Crisp. Yeah, but they're not going to be soggy because that wouldn't work. Well, then, obviously, they will because you're pouring Iron Brew into the packets. That's how I imagine <laughs> they would be made. No, no just that wouldn't work. Step. That wouldn't Fizzy work. Crisps. You're just going to end up with a packet Carbonated of Carbonated crisps. Hang on, that, that exists. Roysters. Roysters should do Iron oh. Brew. And then everyone's happy. You've got your bubbled chip effect. You've got your brew taste. It's done. Oh, it's in the bag. Crisp we worry year. about alienating other international audiences. With the case of Iron Brew, we're alienating anyone outside the perimeter of Corby. Yeah, that's true. Or Scotland. Or Scotland. To wrap up. Yeah, for God's sake, wrap this up. (laughs) For God's sake. No, because this has been my favourite episode by far. This is the most fun I've ever had doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. What's happened? I've got right into this. I haven't checked the football scores in ages. (laughs) Okay. Dear Wiki Shuffle. That's us. I've recently discovered your podcast and have been listening from the start. That's good. I've just finished episode 61, where we learned that Phil used to work as a potato forecaster. I did. (laughs) And still trawls the supermarket aisles inspecting bags of crisps. Lad. Don't know if that's (laughs) the right term to use, but okay. Lad. Lad. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to share a game with you all that I've created called Name That Crisp. It's catchy. It is. A game in which you have to identify the brand of the crisp based on the crunch that it makes. Flavour is not important, just the <laughs> brand. Enclosed in this envelope is a CD of 10 sound bites, pun intended, <laughs> of 10 different varieties of crisps. The host can then play the clip and read out the three possible answers. Correct answers are kept in a sealed envelope. At the end of the game, the person who has answered the most amount of questions correctly will be the winner. In the event of a tie, there is a final question where the finalists have to shout their name to be first to guess. If they guess incorrectly, they lose, and the crisp crown goes to the last remaining contestant. He's right. I've got a lot of questions. So have I. I haven't read it. Have you made a crisp crown? No. (sighs) Were we provided with a crisp crown? No. Is there one in the sealed envelope? Is there a sealed envelope? That was my second question. 
I haven't seen one of these. Oh, there is a sealed envelope. It says answers inside. Ooh. So shall I put this in? Oh, what if there's something dodgy and the police come around? Oh, no. you think it could, this could be some elaborate way to hack into your computer? Mm-hmm. What it's do they call be a it? Virus. What's it called? Trojan thing. Oh. No, that's not Spoofing. right. <laughs> What's it there called? There might be that on there. Because they do that thing <laughs> where you just drop um, USB sticks outside of the headquarters, just on the ground of important companies, and uh, then somebody curious... plugs it in to see if it's theirs. Yeah, yeah. that was in Mister Robot. It, it was. But I can't remember what it's called. Um, Def- definitely wasn't spoofing. You've been spoofed. Are you sure it's not Phil's spoofing? never been spoofed. <laughs> I spoof all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, OK, I'll put this in. Nothing to do with spoofing. It's I nice. just don't understand how you haven't listened to the CD yet. I'd have listened Surprise. to that straight up. I suppose that'd be cheating though, wouldn't it? Because that would yeah. be cheating. Oh, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't think about it. Curiosity would have just got the better of me and I'd have ruined the game. Shall I take myself out of this game? And no, I don't think so. Well, how is it going to work? Well, it depends how the answers are laid out, doesn't well, it? They, if they're going to be Shall I look but not read? Choice. I can do that, that's a skill. it's a terrifying skill that I imagine you do have Um, so there's three options for each where are the options written are they written next to the answers or are they on the track titles maybe the track titles are just track 1 through 15 you're going to have to open the envelope I'll I'll take you'll be between these two I'll be with the host the quiz master there might be a way that you can do it without reading without reading let's find out (laughs) it takes a certain level of skill don't don't look (laughs) is that how you look for don't read (laughs) (laughs) right Chris is face spasming at the page is that helping yeah it did right Right. track one that was that A Walkers yes B Pringles or C McCoys are you here one more time oh okay playing at home listen up crisp fans See, the necessity of a Pringle, because of the size, if you're putting a whole Pringle in your mouth, it's going to make a kind of crack before you get the I main think, crunch. I, I was just and about to bring up the crack. And the fact you don't get the crack... I think it's a, I think it's a yeah, McCoy. Um, I'm in, inclined no to agree. No cracking. Okay. We're, we're, both, we're both saying McCoy. Well, crisp fans, that was indeed... And McCoy's. Hey! Yes! We're good at this, although we're, we're a, bit, a bit too much teamwork going on. Yeah, we need to not be on the team. I'll give you both one. But does that involve no discussion? Because that's going to sound really boring if we just sit and think quietly. No, well, I let's think... just try and be more argumentative. I think the audience <laughs> will enjoy the crisp talk. Crisp, crisp chat. Crisp chat. Crunch crack. Crunch crack. We can call it that. <laughs> like the Irish version of crack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a very distinct snap to that makes me think maybe a French fry, something similar. Is that, yeah, it's not it's not hard enough to be a hula hoop, but no. it sounds like that sort of size. Would you like the options? Yeah, I, I think so. A, a mini cheddar. Ooh. B, a Pringle. Or C, a Dorito. Oh, I reckon Let's mini cheddar. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Oh no, it's a bit too crispy for a mini cheddar. Too crispy for a mini cheddar. Depends how long he's had the bag open for. Let's assume he's only eating fresh crisps. He might have been playing, making this CD for a long time. It could have been a couple of hours. The uh, cheddar was out. As we get to the end, I, I will anticipate the so- softness. <laughs> softness to increase. Uh, but for question two, I think we're still going to be quite crisp. I think it's a Dorito. Philip, Dorito final answer. Final answer. I'm going to go for Pringle. I will tell you you are both incorrect. That was, in fact, a mini cheddar. God damn it! Oh, we didn't think it was. We didn't think it was. small, though. Mm. But then he could have had just a bit of a crisp. You'd think he'd go for whole... We need to know whether it's whole crisps going in there. 
<laughs> and we do right. we, to do this fairly. We really do know the con- need to know the conditions of the recording and the conditions of the crisp, the humidity also, of the room. Um, <laughs> Mark's like employment situation, mm. how he li- chooses to live his life. Yeah, can we assume <laughs> that he's clothed? Mm. It's hard to tell, <laughs> it is, isn't it? That would have a uh, marked effect on the humidity levels, mm. <laughs> probably clothed or not clothed. If he was doing it on a bus. Who eats crisps on a bus? Who doesn't eat crisps on a bus? Have you never had crisps on a bus? <laughs> yeah, of course I have. Exactly. Next question. Oh, that bur- sounded like a hula hoop. Short burst there. Hula hoop. Hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> so, the possibilities are Space Raiders, the budget snack, Monster Munch, or Quavers. Oh. I thought part of me thought Quaver before we even started. I thought I before you even before, heard it. <laughs> before, just in the just in the shower this morning, I was just thinking of Quaver. Quaver. <laughs> no, I did think a kind of salt and vinegar spiral was my first reaction. Mm. But that's the closest of that list. Closest is a Quaver. Mm. Yeah, I'm going Quaver. Yeah, Quaver. A Quaver. You are both wrong again. It's a Monster Munch. Oh, I, man- I had a Monster Munch. I've been having Monster Munch a lot recently because Marcy foolishly bought like a 48-pack or something, so we've been eating a lot of Monster Munch, and they just don't sound like that. They're uh, really uh, hard. I mean, I don't have as many teeth as you average human. <laughs> Painting a beautiful picture for our <laughs> listeners. Some toothless Monster Munch sucker. <laughs> Are you ready for question five? So far, it's one all. And we've only had three questions, yep. so having question five now seems irregular. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Did you read out the wrong ones that time? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> is, is it hula hoop? Yeah, it was a hula hoop. Yes! yes! So, Ruth gets that. I didn't get the yes! options. The yeah, other, but I was. The other ones were knickknacks and roysters, and I don't think you were on that vein, so I'm going to give that one to Ruth. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe it was a hula hoop. Well, I'm saying Monster Munch for the next one. It probably sounded like a Monster Munch as well, not a hula hoop. I'm going to give you both that one. What? <laughs> We've not even heard it yet. Can we listen you... to the Monster Munch and see if it sounds okay, a bit we'll like a Monster, to the Monster munch. munch? And see if it sounds like a Monster Munch. That oh, sounds like a Monster yeah, Munch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a Monster Munch. So mm. you would have both got that anyway. It's fine. Right, now we're on question five. I think Phil's getting points here where they're not necessarily, I suppose I got one as well. So let's You're move winning. on. You're winning. You're winning. Okay, I'm winning. A discos. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Le French Fry. No. Or the Pom Bear. Oh, let's hear it again. It's not a French fry. It's a quick one. You'd expect a, a snappier sound for a French fry. What was the first one again? Disco. I think it's a disco. I think I think that it's a pom bear. I think there's a depth to the noise that you'd only get from a pom bear. I think okay. the hardness, because discos are really quite hard and dense. I think it's one of them. Well, if these are your final answers, that was in fact a disco. Yes. I'm good at this game. You're a crisp scientist. <laughs> you eat so many more crisps than I do. It's oh, all yeah. just become crisp white noise in there. <laughs> You're crisp blind. Mm. Death. Death. <laughs> crisp noise blind. So, next one. Mm, I'm thinking a quaver. Maybe a skip. I think it's fatter than that. That sounds more Monster Munch-like. I think it's a what's it. Possible answers for this one are... A what's it? Yes. A skip. Yes. Or again, the pom bear. Which makes it. me believe the pom bear is going to pop up at some point. It's a what's it? 
No, it's too hard for what. Well, no, you've, you've been so much better with that. I don't want to second guess you anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going to say a skip because I said that without any clues being given. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with skip. Stick with skip. What's it? The answer for that one. It is a skip. Yes. <gasps> right. Next one. Well, loud, Ooh. strong sound. It sounded like he had almost two goes at it. He just played it twice. The possibilities for this one are. Bugles. Or yes, maybe. I think it's bugles. That would make sense. The first is the crunching and then the crunching yes. together. Walkers or chipsticks. Yeah, because it initially breaks it yeah. and then he crunches them together. Bugle. That's actually a walkers. Really? What? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it must have been one of those bubbly ones. You know, so it crunched through a bubble. So it got the side break first and then the teeth. Maybe, descends. yeah. Yeah, that happens. Because sometimes you have to oh, get listen. your tongue to do the first work. Oh, no. Please don't ever do that. (laughs) Next question. Well, these are the possibilities. Kettle chip, Walker's baked variety, Mm. or a Pringle. See, kettle chips quite often are the inflated kind of crisp where they've puffed Mm. up, so I'm going to go with that. Because it could be breaking in half as it's crunching. Mm. uh, What was that? Mm. So it was a Walker's... A Walker's baked. I'm going to go for a Walker's baked. Walker's baked. I don't think I've ever had one. I don't know what to, I don't know what that would sound like. So I'm going to go with kettle chip. The correct answer is the kettle chip. Yes. <gasps> Next question. That could possibly be a frazzle, a wheat no. crunchy, or a Dorito. Wheat crunchy. I think wheat crunchy too. You're both incorrect. That is a Dorito. Oh. Dorito. What's the score? Can we have an update on the score? Yeah. Roof, you have one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yes. Phil, you have one, two, three. Oh, Winner! There's a tie-break question, though, which we'll do just for laughs. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa. That's a big crisp. He must have unhinged his mouth like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a... A wheat crunchy, a quaver, or a frazzle. I'm going to say quaver again, because I've said quaver lots of times. Yeah. yeah, frazzle. It's a quaver. Doesn't matter, it's, an em- it's a hollow victory. I still won. Right, but now not, let's see. Not for- a hollow crisp, though. Let's see what's on this other three tracks. I don't know what this is for. Correct. Oh, we put in little things for me uh, to do. I didn't. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Hold on. Incorrect. That was more of a sad incorrect. <laughs> yeah, <this is> a <laughs> nice when one. When you really got your heart set on an answer. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. So if you got it wrong, it would just be a... Incorrect. If you really, if you were emotional. Incorrect. <laughs> so thank you, Mark, for your quiz, quiz, quiz. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> we, we love getting posed. Yeah, still tickle me. I used to be strong as Rippleby till Lil Cease crippled me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 